the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. President Biden plans to formally announce his re-election very soon now. Here's White House correspondent Greg Clugston. For months, he's been saying that he intends to run for a second term in the White House, but there's been no official announcement yet. However, at the end of his trip to Ireland, the president said his plan is to run again and that he'll announce it relatively soon. Behind the scenes, steps are being taken to prepare for a campaign staff and fundraising operation. Questions still linger about Mr. Biden's age. At 80, he's already the oldest president in U.S. history, and he would be 86 by the end of a prospective second term. Greg Clugston, Washington. Problems growing by the hour in Sudan, where the country's army and a paramilitary group are still fighting. Over the weekend, at least 61 are dead, nearly 700 wounded. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's time for our nation to start taking Chinese President Xi Jinping's threats over Taiwan seriously. He keeps telling us he's going to do it by force if necessary. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Stay tuned. Another full hour of Brad Carlson with the Northern Alliance Radio Network coming up here on AM 1280. The Patriot inside your 2 o'clock hour this afternoon. Time to look at your weather forecast. Tonight's low around 30 degrees with breezy wind conditions and cloudy skies for the overnight into Monday. Stays cloudy, then gradually sunny for your afternoon with a high near 50 degrees. You're listening to AM 1280. The Patriot with the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson coming up in moments. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast. We like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us along on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network at Facebook. 
And give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And we do have the live stream up and running, so feel free to leave a comment or a question there. And as always, we thank you for tuning in. Uh, I kind of teased it a little bit at the end of the first hour. Uh, You know, we're talking about, in the first hour, we're talking about such a divisive issue as guns and gun violence and gun control and and everything else. I said, I'll get to a less divisive uh, topic in the second hour. Hey, how about abortion? Uh, (laughs) You know, uh, obviously that's something that's, been prevalent on people's minds because it was well it was almost a year ago when the decision was leaked that the Supreme Court was set to overturn Roe v. Wade and then it became official in late June when it was announced that yes uh, the Supreme Court did decide to overturn Roe v. Wade saying that uh, abortion is no longer a a federally constitutionally protected right rather that the state's would be allowed to, excuse me, make their own abortion legislation. Now, you've had states in the past, before Roe v. Wade was overturned, that attempted to make their own abortion laws. And what happened was you got pro-abortion people sue the states saying, no, it's a federally protected right, and they would bring it to the court system, and inevitably the courts would would, uh, cite the Roe v. Wade decision that uh, was handed down back in 1973 is saying, yeah, it is a federally protected constitutional right. States can't make their own laws. Well, uh, at least um, inhibiting abortion. Now, they certainly could expand abortion. That's for certain, as we saw in states like California and Colorado and, and New York. Even the most, even before Roe v. Wade was overturned, they had some of the most radical abortion legislation in the country. And as such, when Roe v. Wade was indeed overturned, those laws were not impacted. You see, this is, again, what progressives are good at doing. They're good at capitalizing on these issues and obfuscating and, let's face it, as was the case here in Minnesota, lying about what would happen, saying your right to an abortion is being taken away. Well, no, here in Minnesota, you know, as we've talked about ad nauseum, it, it is protected by the Minnesota State Constitution. Now, subsequently, the legislature voted to, you know, codify it into statute, where we have one of the most radical abortion laws in the country. So, yay us, I guess. I don't know. But I, I bring all this up to say that this is still going to be a campaign issue in 2024. I'll get to that in a little bit, but there were some there were some numbers I, I found interesting. Uh, CNN posted a uh, story regarding some post-Roe data. And now, again, it's, it's not even been a year since Roe v. Wade was overturned, uh, but I, I found these interesting. On the six months after the Supreme Court ruling that ended the federal right to an abortion, there were about 32,000 fewer abortions than expected in the United States, according to a new analysis. There were about 5,000 fewer legal abortions each month, on average, than there were in the months before the ruling, a drop of about 6%. In April and May, there were an average of about 82,000 abortions each month, according to the analysis. From July through December, that fell to an average of 77,000 abortions per month. The total number of abortions fluctuated month to month, but was always lower than it was in April. 
The Society of Family Planning, a nonprofit focused on abortion and contraception, sponsored a research effort that collected data from abortion providers nationwide, including clinics, private medical offices, hospital, hospitals, and virtual clinics. More than 80% of known providers responded. Self-managed abortions that occur outside of the formal health care system were not included in the analysis. In the 13 states that enacted bans following the Supreme Court decision, abortions fell more than 95%, with just a few reported each month from July to December. But in the remaining set of states, the average number of abortions ticked up slightly. There were some surges in some of those states, including Minnesota and Kansas, that suggest that individuals living in states with more restrictions may travel for care. Now, this was something that was addressed by the Supreme Court also, because, again, progressives, as they want to do, will lie and obfuscate about something to try to gin up support for their cause. They'll say, well, these states like Iowa or North and South Dakota or, you know, some of these deep South states that it's basically uh, almost a complete ban on abortions. Well, these states, you know, they, they're going to try to restrict travel from their states to uh, another state to get an abortion, you know, where abortion's legal, like Minnesota. And Keith Ellison, you know, puffs out his chest because, of course, he was running for re-election, say, well, we're not going to extradite anybody here that, wa- that wants to get an abortion. We're not going to extradite them back to their state to be charged with a crime if they, if they don't want to go back to that state. And that was addressed by the Supreme Court saying, hey, you know what, there, there's not going to be any issue with traveling between the states. What this ruling essentially says is that states can make their own law. And I think it was even Justice Kavanaugh who said as much, you know, we'll, we'll bring this back up and revisit it if we have to. But there is not going to be any issue with interstate commerce here from going from one state to another if someone desires to get an abortion and therefore goes to a state where it's legal. But again... Progressives, they try to take advantage of the low-information voter and, and lie about it and say that you could potentially be prosecuted by your state. I think, I think Idaho recently was trying to bring up some legislation uh, regarding this, regarding criminalizing residents who, go to, who leave their state and go to a different state for an abortion. I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. And again, this is something the Supreme Court addressed, so something to keep an eye upon. Uh, but as we know, you know we're, we're reading this and seeing how abortions have dropped about 5,000 per month since Roe v. Wade was overturned. You know, as we know, correlation does not necessarily imply causation. So I'm going to be interested to see the numbers as we approach multiple years post-Roe. But in the aftermath of last year's Supreme Court decision, staunch pro-life activists knew full well the fight wasn't over. If anything, it was merely a more contentious, the beginning of a more contentious battle. I mean, think about it. For the past almost 40 years, the goal has been to try to get a, a, the makeup of the Supreme Court in, over, in order to overturn Roe v. Wade. And obviously that has happened. And even as the decision was rumored, you know, when the decision was leaked in May, pro-lifers said, okay, this may or may not be true, but if it's true and it does happen, well, this is all, the fight's only beginning. It 
it's not over. Yeah, it's it is a victory, but it's not the final victory. It's not the end game. It's not the end all. And they knew the next step, you know, as well as, as it's always been with the pro-life crowd. Even in, in states that have some of the most radical abortion laws, the pro-life crowd in those specific states, it, the, the goal is still the same, to change hearts and minds. Yeah, you have an option to have an abortion right up until birth, but he, here's here's reasons why you shouldn't. And And I think the advent of more high-tech ultrasounds have certainly discouraged the practice as well and has certainly helped in, inhibit it. But here's something that, uh, you know, Eric Erickson, conservative commentator, he posed at his Substack page. And this is something that I, I've been thinking of because this is still going to be an issue in the 2024 uh, election cycle. Uh, and as a pro-life crowd knows, but now that states are going to be able to enact their own abortion legislation, including Florida, Florida just recently passed their own heartbeat bill and what what that heartbeat bills are is when a fetal heartbeat is detected, typically six weeks into pregnancy, uh, abortion is banned in the state of Florida. And I know a lot of other deep south, uh, deep southern states have enacted those laws as well. Well, that may fly in the deep south, but it sure as heck isn't going to fly on on the coastal states and. Certainly not here in Minnesota. Well, Minnesota, we also we pretty much have abortion on demand. And I know Wisconsin, it was an issue in their Supreme, state Supreme Court race where the progressive uh, candidate won, and now the makeup of the Supreme Court has shifted. Now, I get it. That's not a legislative body. But the point is that the voters were very sensitive to the issue. And the voters in Wisconsin in particular uh, are not – they're not Georgia. They're not Florida. They're not going to acquiesce to uh, – basically a complete ban. Okay. So I get it. Six weeks is, you know, you could still get an abortion very, very early stages of a pregnancy, but typically women don't even know that they're pregnant until beyond six weeks. Okay. So in essence, it is kind of a complete ban. We think about it. Now there are exceptions, of course. Okay. This idea that uh, these Southern states are just passing abortion bans without exceptions is, is false. But, the overarching question is, is the pro-life cause willing or are they even able to compromise? Again, this is from Eric Erickson's Substack page. On abortion, I think the pro-life movement is going to have to decide if it wants to save the pro-life cause or see abortion on demand up until birth. What I mean by that is that some states will go along with a six-week ban, but a lot of states will not. If the GOP cannot accommodate the needs of voters in various states and make a cultural case to change the hearts of voters, it risks serious setbacks across the nation. The upper Midwest is pretty supportive of expansionist abortion rights, even though those voters might accept a 15 or 20 week ban. But if you offer them six weeks or else, they are going with or else. In the South, you can do a six week ban. But if you try an absolute ban, you might see voters revolt. The reality of our times in our fallen world is we live in a hyper-individualistic, sexualized, and licentious culture where people have been told for decades they can have sex without consequence. If you seek to change that legislatively without changing hearts and minds, you risk the voters changing the legislature. I'd prefer zero abortions. 
I'd also I also know if I were try to try to advance that in say Wisconsin, I'm getting Democrats elected. Republicans moving rapidly to the abolitionist position may make them hold their head high and sleep well at night, but it also risks Democrats elected in swing states that then enact abortion on demand until birth. And boy, we know that all too well here in the state of Minnesota. I'll come back with some thoughts on that. And we're available to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, that's hashtag N-A-R-N Show, or check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have a live stream of the broadcast. Brad Carlson, The Closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Master Pool and Spa. Master Pool and Spa's blowout sale. Save up to 33 to 65%. Come in and we'll prove to you we have the best products at the lowest possible price. Master Pool and Spa is Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Drive a little and save a lot. Some of our clients have driven hundreds of miles because the deals are that good. Master Pool and Spa's blowout sale. This is your chance to save big. Save up to 33 to 65%. Free delivery and trade-ins welcome. 18-month interest-free financing. This is a limited-time offer. Master Pool and Spa. Visit us today at 394 in Louisiana in St. Louis Park. Look for the big blue sign. Check us out online at masterpoolandspa.com. Masterpoolandspa.com. Or call us at 952-253-0665. That's 952-253-0665. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years. Is now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Heart failure, carpal tunnel syndrome, shortness of breath, stomach issues, lower back pain. How does it all add up? If you have heart failure and any of those seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, it's time to talk with your cardiologist and get the full picture. They may add up to transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy. ATTRCM is a rare and underdiagnosed disease. Recognize the signs and discuss them with your doctor soon. Learn more at connectwithyourheart.com. That's connectwithyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. Hear the top voices in conservative radio on your Amazon smart speaker. Now streaming AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Just ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis. 
That's Play the Patriot, Minneapolis. Hey, welcome back. AM1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Check out our Facebook page where I also have a live stream of the broadcast. Where our good friend Wild Wilson has checked in with multiple comments. Wild, as always, we appreciate uh, your uh, loyalty to the program. And thank you, as always, for tuning in. Uh, I was, just want to bounce off some things Eric Erickson was talking about uh, in his uh, Substack post on abortion, where in some regions of the country, the best you're going to get is a ban, an abortion ban, after 15 to 20 weeks. Okay, 15 weeks is about, you know, just after the first trimester, and 20 weeks, obviously, about halfway through the pregnancy. That's the best you're going to do. And, and, I, and I point you to here in Minnesota. You know, again, abortion was a constitutionally protected right here in the state of Minnesota via the state constitution. And that wasn't going to change anytime soon, given the makeup of the U.S. Supreme Court, or U.S. Minnesota State Supreme Court. That was not going to change. But yet, you know, as we've talked about ad nauseum on the show, Democrats and Democrat candidates lied about the issue in the 2022 cycle, making women fear that if Republicans got elected, they'd lose their right to an abortion, which was never going to happen. But they all lied about it, including the sitting governor. And as a result, they panicked people into voting for Democrats, and that was the big issue on the Democrats' agenda. It was one of the things passed within the first couple of weeks of this legislative session. And Republicans offered amendment after amendment after amendment after amendment after amendment after amendment. It got to the point where Republicans were saying, okay, we'll acquiesce to a full, uh, you know, we'll acquiesce to abortion on demand even up until birth. But can you please take care of the kid in the rare instance that the kid survives a botched abortion? I mean, that's how desperate it got for Republicans. So for those Republican voters in states where the abortion issue hasn't been settled yet, do you want to be put in that position? Or are you willing to acquiesce to a ban but only after, say, first or second trimester? You know, again, it's a horrible choice because... We all know that that is a unique human being whose life is being snuffed out. And this is why I have never aspired to run for public office, because certain issues you have to compromise. You just have to. And there are some issues where I have non-negotiables, and the life issue is is absolutely one. And again, I'm not the type of person who shames or looks down upon a a woman who's had an abortion because I I know full well it's an awful decision, a heartbreaking decision, and you hate for them to have to be in that position. But this is where some compromises can be made where you say to the Democrats, okay, you know what, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll acquiesce to uh, an abortion ban, you know, but only after you know, after the first trimester. But we'd like to really show support, strong support for pregnancy resource centers, which are constantly badmouthed, including by Focahontas Elizabeth Warren, U.S. Senator out of Massachusetts. You know, things like that. But here, here's, here's what I, I'm thinking about. 
if if Republicans do budge on the life issue and, you know, let's just say support a ban, but only after 13 weeks, you know, which is, again, first trimester of pregnancy. Now, I guarantee you the Democrat position today, well, first of all, there are no pro-life Democrats remaining. There just aren't. That You talk about an endangered species. I think they're extinct. And I don't think there are even moderate Democrats on the abortion issue. It's pretty much, it seems like all or nothing. Can you imagine if a Democrat bought forth and say, hey, we want to, I want to go with an abortion ban, but, uh, uh, but only after, uh, but after 13 weeks, that, that Democrat would probably be even drummed out of the party. And that's after one whole trimester. Okay. But I, again, to get back to my original thought, say Republicans decide to, you know, compromise on the life issue. And they say, yeah, okay, after first trimester. Would that cause some pro-lifers to completely disengage from the electoral process? Now, I get it. People who are staunch pro-lifers, if it's their only issue, if it's the only issue they care about, then they look at it like, well, we're we're pro-life at our core. It's a very personal issue. And the only reason we even got involved in politics is we thought we could move the needle on legislation. Well, now... If you're telling me that candidates we normally support, i.e. Republican candidates, are compromising on the issue where they're actually allowing an abortion after the first trimester, well, that's a bridge too far. We're The only reason we're in politics is a life issue, so we're going to sit it out. I don't know how many voters would think that way or believe that. What percentage of the base, the GOP voter base, that would be? Because let's face it, pro-lifers have been a very loyal voter block to Republicans for decades. Now, there are some, like me, where there are other very important issues. Now, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm not involved in grassroots Republican politics anymore. I think I've made that very clear. But the vast majority of candidates I support for elected office are Republicans. Now, again, I'm not above or beyond supporting Libertarians or Constitution Party candidates, that sort of thing, or independent candidates. Okay, but the vast majority of people I cast a vote for are have an R next to their name. So and there are other issues that I consider important. So if if there are Republicans, you know, Republicans I support that are okay with a ban. But only after 15 weeks, when say first full trimester, okay, I'd be disappointed in that. But then my rationale would be, all right, it doesn't matter if you have the most radical abortion law. In the country, like we do here in Minnesota, the objective is to still change hearts and minds. Hey, just because that law is available doesn't mean that pregnant women have to resort to that. We can show them a better way. And that still has to be the main objective of the life cause, regardless if legislation is a factor or not. So I'm I'm not necessarily endorsing as a rational position of pro-lifers abstaining from the electoral process altogether. But I don't, is it a far-fetched scenario that there are some that could just leave the electoral process altogether? And if so, what percentage would that be? And would it be enough to completely eliminate Republicans' chances of winning meaningful elections 
in the future and beyond. I, I don't think it's that apocalyptic yet, if it ever will be, simply because Democrats are borderline certifiably insane with some of the things they believe and tout. But we'll see. Uh, regardless of how this debate shakes out, I and I would dare say many other pro-lifers can confidently state there's no political prescription for resolving this dilemma in a dignified manner. And, and I, I happen to agree with Eric's piece. You know, if if pro-lifers are offering, okay, the best we can do is six weeks or else, you're going to get the or else. And Wisconsin is still a, a key swing state in, in presidential politics. Okay, it's getting to the point where a candidate like Donald Trump, if he ends up being the Republican nominee, uh, he's already, I don't think he's got a, a, a path to 270. And it's sure, certainly not happening without Wisconsin. I mean, it just it, the math just isn't there. So th- this is what th- this is what they're faced with, and this is why it's going to be an issue in 2024. Here's the thing, though. Suppose you get states, you know, these kind of swing states like Wisconsin, you know, maybe even um, I'm not sure what Pennsylvania's abortion law looks like uh, Michigan, whatnot, you know, states that Trump won in 2016 that Republicans have not had not won in quite a while. What happens when that issue is off the table? Ironically enough, New York and California, where women were not concerned about the abortion issue because some of the most radical abortion legislation was already uh, in place in New York and California, Republicans did well. In fact, you could argue that the Republican slim majority in the House was because Republicans won in swing seats in New York State and in California. So if that issue is off the table in the future and say Wisconsin, say Wisconsin passes abortion without demand, all of a sudden female voters don't have to worry about that issue anymore. Would that maybe free them up to take a look at the GOP for other issues? I, it'd be interesting. I'd be curious to, to see if that trend follows like it did in California, New York in the midterm. Something to keep an eye upon. Bottom line is it's still going to be an issue in 2024, and we need to get our messaging straight and not get caught flat-footed like we did with the overturning of Roe. Back in mere moments, me, Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. There's only one option in the Twin Cities to get multiple competitive bids on siding, roofing, or windows without a parade of long-winded, high-pressure salespeople. Set up a free appointment with me today at GetMyThreeQuotes.com. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. Be kind, and you could win $5,000 or a new roof for your home from Estate Claim Services, GAF, and the Salvation Army. Visit our fan club page to see the daily acts of kindness and enter to win. Then on April 17th, you could be awarded a new roof for your home and $5,000. Plus, have another five grand to donate to a deserving organization in your name. The Kindness Challenge from Estate Claim Services, GAF, and the Salvation Army. Details at am1280thepatriot.com. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at Minneapolis.SalemSurround.com. 
It takes teamwork to stay safe on Minnesota roads during the winter. You can help. When you see snowplows at work, slow down. Slower speeds can save lives. Don't crowd the plow and leave plenty of space between yourself and other vehicles. Keep your headlights on to see and be seen. Avoid distractions and always stay alert behind the wheel. This message brought to you by the Minnesota Department of Transportation, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. It's not over. Unplanned pregnancies still happen. I'm Marian Kuharski, Director of Pro-Life Across America. In my 30-plus years, I've never seen such a concerted attempt to silence our efforts and at a time when it's most needed. There's a powerful effort to prevent and block our pro-life messages. Our billboards, social media, and digital ads are all impacted. Our messages feature a hotline number connecting callers with more than 3,000 pregnancy support centers across America, offering alternatives to abortion, free ultrasound, and pregnancy assistance. Babies' lives are being saved. The need still exists. It really does. And Pro-Life Across America needs your help. Please find us at ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. Did you know I could suck my thumb before I was born? Yep, we all started small. Your children and grandchildren are inheriting a world that's more upside down than ever before. They'll need extraordinary skills to make a positive impact. A Christian education will give them the solid foundation they need to not only endure, but thrive. And that education is available for half off their first year through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. To see our full list of participating schools and to see if the half-off tuitions program is a good fit for your family, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And check out our Facebook page. Just do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And we do have the live stream up and running. It is still running. I saw a pause on there uh, recently. Apparently, uh, maybe a couple of lyrics of the songs that were playing earlier uh, didn't like us. Uh, It wasn't obscene lyrics, but sometimes uh, I guess there are legal issues, copyright issues. Yeah, something like that. That's all good. Uh, But as far as I know, we are still up and running. So uh, feel free to check us out there. Uh, Talking a little bit about uh, some presidential politics you know, in 2024, it, it, you know, it is true as you get older, how time is just, I mean, just in uh, warps going at warp speed. I mean, I remember uh, seven years ago lamenting over the 2016 election and what a dumpster fire that was turning into. And now we're already looking to 2024 and it's not that far in our future. I mean, think about it. Election day is barely a year and a half from now. Now I get it. Uh, there's never a break anymore from election cycles. I mean, when the new Congress is sworn in, immediately people are looking at the next election cycle, and that's true here. Uh, with Typically, with the party out of power in the White House, the opposite party, uh, multiple candidates are getting in 
at warp speed, and it gets to a point where you can't keep up with it anymore. I mean, I, I remember uh, in 2020, you know, you had at one time more than 20 Democrats jumping into the presidential race, trying to make their mark. And I remember reading a story about, hey, so-and-so dropped out of the presidential race. I'm like, when did that person get in? You know, I mean, it's it happens so quickly. You don't, you can't follow it. Well, the Republican race, you know, for 2024 is interesting because obviously Trump's going to grab the headlines because, well, he was a former president. And it was normally candidates wait till announce after Congress is sworn in. Well, Trump waited until about a week or two after the 2022 midterms. And Trump has no ability to read the room. I mean, the 2022 midterms had the stink of 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 Trump all over them. I mean, it, the Republicans vastly underperformed simply because anybody that had a hint of Trumpism to them were drummed out, lost in very winnable races. And yet Trump still jumps into the presidential race and a lot of big money donors who supported him enthusiastically in 2016 were jumping off the bandwagon. His daughter Ivanka is having no role in this campaign or in uh, whatsoever. And yet Trump is going to go through with it because, you know, he only surrounds himself with performative leg humpers who are just going to tell him everything he wants to hear. And, you know, and that's it. Well, I say all that to say that there's been a handful of candidates who've gotten in on the Republican side. But wins, but what's most noteworthy is you're having candidates coming out and making statements about their presidential prospects by making high-profile statements that they're not getting in. You know, you've got uh, uh, Governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, who's uh, only, you know, Governor of Virginia, they're only bound to one term. And he was elected in 2021, so his term would be up in 2025. So he's, you know, more, um, he's about uh, almost halfway through his term, his one term. Well, Glenn Youngkin, governor of Virginia, not running. Mike Pompeo, who served in the Trump administration, he came out and made a statement that he's not running. Uh, former Maryland governor Larry Hogan, a few weeks ago, indicated that he also is declining to run. So we're, we're getting more newsworthy, I'm not running stories than we are of those who are actually getting in. Now, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, she's already declared. Uh, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, who's a non-starter, but he's jumped in the race. And uh, Vic Ramaswamy, he is a uh, businessman, I think, in the tech industry, if I'm not mistaken. Don't know much about him. Uh, he's garnered interest simply because, you know, he's a non-elected official. But one guy who, one individual who jumped in or is forming an exploratory committee um, is not getting a lot of recognition, but I think he should. I think he should. This is from Politico.com this past week. Uh, Senator Tim Scott has officially launched his presidential exploratory committee, the clearest sign yet of his intentions to run for the GOP ticket in 2024. I will never back down in defense of the conservative values that make America exceptional, and that's why I'm announcing my exploratory committee for president of the United States, Scott said in a video first circulated Wednesday morning. The GOP senator has teased a presidential bid in recent months. If he enters, Scott will face a number of Republican heavyweights, including former President Donald Trump and former U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Nikki Haley. 
as well as former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson and tech entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy. Other likely undeclared GOP candidates include Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former Vice President Mike Pence, and former National Security Advisor John Bolton. With so many big names potentially running, fellow GOP senators have said it could be tough for Scott to compete. Throughout the video, which stretched just over three minutes, Scott repeatedly took aim at President Joe Biden and Democrats, vowing to stand up to China and secure the borders, give parents a choice in their children's education, and protect religious liberty. So a lot of that is, you know, your typical red meat for Republicans. You know, those those kind of issues. But it's interesting to me that this... Well, I I say it's interesting in that it's rather ironic that this isn't getting more highly touted. Because when Tim Scott, when he was elected, first elected senator, he was appointed senator in, I believe it was 2012, when then-Senator Jim DeMint uh, decided to retire. And I think he, that's when he took over the uh, head of the Heritage Foundation. And Tim Scott, who was a member of Congress, he was elected in 2010, And he was appointed by, ironically enough, then-Governor Nikki Haley, who I just mentioned is in the presidential race. And when Scott was appointed U.S. Senator, and then he was uh, duly elected, I believe, in uh, 2016 and then re-elected in 2022, if if I'm remembering correctly, uh, he was the first black senator from either party black U.S. senator since, from the South, I should say, from the South, since Reconstruction. Historic. But it wasn't highly touted because he was a Republican. I mean, that's just how the media is. I mean, they they, they were practically peed themselves when we got our first black president, Barack Obama, back in 2008, and debased themselves once more when we got our first female vice president in Kamala Harris and did the double tinkle down their leg when she happened to be a minority as well. But, you know, as Eric Erickson, conservative commentator, you know, uh, who, whose work I cite a lot on this show, I know, but he, he made a great point. He says, you know, here we have from the state of South Carolina, the very location where the first shots were fired in the Civil War And you've got two Republican candidates for president, one a minority woman and the other, again, the first black senator from the South since Reconstruction. And it's not even a footnote in media reports. Just some speculation about the controversy from their record serving as elected officials, which I'm not saying that's not fair game. It absolutely is fair game. But what I'm saying is the scrutiny that they give to Republican candidates to Democrat candidates is obviously dramatically different. It absolutely is. And again, Nikki Haley, first female minority governor ever in the South when she was elected in 2010. And not no 
nothing mentioned about how historical that is. So a lot of people are going to dismiss Tim Scott's candidacy. You know, once Ron DeSantis gets in, it's pretty much going to be a battle between DeSantis and Trump. And you know what? That may or may not be true. You know, Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, you know, we just talked about the abortion issue. He just signed into law a ban of abortion past six weeks, basically a fetal heartbeat bill. When a heartbeat is first detected, you know, how is he going to handle that deftly? Because Trump was very critical of pro-lifers during the 2020. He blamed pro-lifers for Republicans underperforming in 2022. So now you're going to have that battle, and Trump's probably going to use that against DeSantis. So how is DeSantis going to handle that politically? Well, to me, it's pretty simple. He can say, look, personally, I'm a very staunch pro-lifer, but the Supreme Court decision gave purview to the individual states to make their own abortion law. And as governor of Florida, I saw fit to sign into law a ban on abortions past six weeks. Now, Ron DeSantis is very unapologetic and very passionate about his beliefs. So I am very confident he's going to be able to adequately explain why he did what he did. But it's going to be something he's he better be prepared for. It's like, because I guarantee you, suburban women is a very key constituency in this upcoming election. And as we saw in the era of Trump, particularly single suburban women, college-educated women, Trump is awful. Suburban women and, and urban women, same thing. He's terrible. And is DeSantis going to be any better choice? Because that's a key constituency, and I guarantee you they probably aren't down with these abortion restrictions. So, again, that's something DeSantis has to prepare for. But I only have a, a couple of minutes, so I'll read a, a couple of paragraphs from uh, Jim Garrity. He's weighing in on the... Tim Scott announcement running for president and his mindset is, you know, if the Republicans ever tire of anger wars, because that's what you're going to get with Trump is just a, a bunch of anger. Uh, and DeSantis is being painted like that as well. You know, Tim Scott could have a shot in 2024. It's again, this is an obvious statement. It's up to the Republican voters. Uh, this is from Jim Garrity's opinion piece of the Washington Post. If you perceive the Republican Party and the MAGA movement as indistinguishable, then yes, cheerful, optimistic Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina seems hopelessly out of step with the rest of his party. But there's a reason why in recent weeks he has appeared to be laying the groundwork for a 2024 presidential bid. He might not be quite the GOP no-hoper that many assume. Last summer, Scott published America, a Redemption Story, Choosing Hope, Creating Unity, a combination memoir and campaign pitch. Toward the end, he writes, by the time this book releases, a major election year will be on the horizon. I want you to envision it with me for a moment. On your social media feeds, during your family get-togethers, when you catch up with your friends from way back when, are you going to sow hate or are you going to sow love? When you interact with people who believe differently than you do, how will you treat them? Given what's sown on social media feeds during election season, Scott is probably, as Johnny Lee sang, looking for love in all the wrong places, at least online. But primary voters' appetite for rage might not be infinite in 2024. 
Even the angriest registered Republicans can see that many GOP candidates who reflected their fury, including Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake and Senate candidate Blake Masters, New Hampshire Senate candidate Don Bolduck and Michigan gubernatorial candidate Tudor Dixon, lost races that had at times looked winnable. Yet such smiling, allegedly milquetoast Republican governors as Ohio's Mike DeWine, Iowa's Kim Reynolds, and New Hampshire's Chris Sununu cruised to re-election. That's a great point because the one thing I brought up in the aftermath of twenty the 2020 election cycle, it's like, you know what? This was actually a good election cycle for a, the milquetoast, nondescript Republican. They did well because... You know, it's the first midterm of a Democrat president. So the odds are already favor in favor of the Republicans, and the Republicans choked it away by putting forth these candidates that were propped up by Trump. They did poorly. They underperformed. That's just a fact. You could ignore that if you want to, but the fact of the matter is, and as I pointed out on last week's show, Trump and Trumpian candidates are bleeding support from independents. And guess what you need when you're going into an election cycle, particularly one that, oh, I don't know, encompasses all 50 states? You need support from independent voters. Now, can Tim Scott tap into that? Uh, you know, that's a stretch, to be honest, um, because he is so incredibly conservative, and I think that is the one thing that will hurt him with independents. Okay, not because he's a bad guy, not because he isn't a genuinely likable guy. He is, and people desperately want to like their presidential candidates. But his stance on the issue is very morally conservative, even though I don't think he would have a direct say in a lot of these issues, you know, like we talked about the abortion issue. That, that's something that could dog him. So I, I'm hoping that he gets some footwork, because I like Tim Scott a lot, but again, uh, I'm one of those staunch right-wingers. So, of course, his candidacy would appeal to me, but... That's what it's going to boil down to, who's going to be best to uh, get crossover and get those independent votes. And Trump ain't it, folks. I hate to break it to you. One final segment on the broadcast coming up in mere moments with me, Brad Carlson, AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Twelve eighty, the Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Dennis Prager here. Now is the time to sign up for our trip to Israel this fall. Mike Gallagher and I are all headed to Israel this October. Don't miss the Stand with Israel tour with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. We'll visit amazing places in Israel, sure to amaze and inspire you with every step. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to sign up today. In Israel, we'll explore key sites you won't forget. We'll walk on the ancient streets of Jerusalem, sail the Sea of Galilee inside first century boats, and visit the Western Wall, a spiritual experience you don't want to miss. Our expert guides will help explain the importance of every site and the food and accommodations are precisely designed with you in mind. No other trip will be like the Stand With Israel Tour. Sign up today to travel with Mike Gallagher and me this October. Call 855-565-5519 or visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. 
Attorney CPA Joe Cordell. Divorce forces a father to focus on what's most important, his children. You may no longer be a husband, but you'll always be a dad. In the divorce process, this comes down to three key concerns, physical custody, decision-making, as well as financial support. Each of these is important, and it's important that you choose a lawyer that cares as much about these issues as you do. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Twin Cities attorneys, a partner men can count on. CordellCordell.com. Dennis Prager here. Sue and I mean it when we say dogs are part of our family. We love Otto and Snoopy so much, and there's nothing like their loyal companionship. So we provide them with Rough Greens, R-U-F-F, because we want them to feel healthy and be with us as long as possible. I know Charlie Kirk feels the same way. The Pragers and I couldn't agree more. I rely on my trusted furry friend, Mr. Briggs, who's an absolute machine, and he relies on me to provide what's best for him. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black has packed Rough Greens, not a dog food, but a supplement full of vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, and omega oils that Mr. Briggs absolutely needs and loves. Trying Rough Greens for your dog just makes sense. Greetings, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black here. I'm honored that the Pragers and Charlie trust their dog's health to Rough Green. I'm so confident that Rough Green can help your dog too that I'm offering you a free Jumpstart trial bag. Just cover the shipping. Yes, dog food is dead food, but it doesn't have to be. Go to ruffgreens.com. You wouldn't run your washer for just a pair of socks, but your old water softener is doing just that when it regenerates. A smarter wet technology water softener from Commerce Water will save you salt and energy. Get $400 for your old salt hog from Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 12 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment on the broadcast. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. And we only have a few minutes left, so if you have a quick one-minute comment, you can squeeze it in, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. Uh, You want some good news? You want some good news? There's always good news at the end of this. I talked about this at, at length, of course, on my Easter show last week. Given the theme, obviously, we're going to talk about where our real happiness and our real hope comes from you know i talked uh, i've talked on multiple shows about the movie jesus revolution uh it chronicles obviously the the jesus revolution that took place back in 1971 where a revolution started on the west coast where many people were starting to come to faith getting baptized and it also chronicles greg laurie's story greg laurie a prominent minister in today's uh evangelical world and I've I've been familiar with Greg for some time and have followed him on Twitter for a while. So when this movie came out and I found out it was chronicling, you know, among other things, his personal journey to faith, I, I thought it was terrific. So, Spencer, we have this ready. Cut number three. Uh, we talk about all of the uh, ways to try to mitigate issues in this country through legislation, you know, whether it's gun violence, whether it's abortion, whatever else. You know, we talk about marriage and LGBTQ issues and everything else. And really, political prescriptions ultimately are not going to solve this in a dignified manner. And there is hope. And cut number three, uh, Greg Lurie talks about that, hey, we might, could there, could we be in line for another Jesus revolution? Cut number three. I believe, Glenn, we might be poised to see another spiritual awakening because I do think there's real parallels between the late 60s, early 70s, and the moment we're in in American so history. So I just, I wrote down, as you're telling the story, I just wrote down a couple of things. Drugs, 
dead end. Yeah. People are dying. That's yeah. happening like crazy right now. People are committing suicide yeah. because there's there's nothing out there. Um, uh, you said we were looking for a father figure. Yeah. We didn't want somebody who was trying to be cool and relate to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We looked for authenticity. Yeah. These are the same things that yes. are going on right now. And you wonder, is this the beginning of something new? Because even in this movie, Glenn, I've heard crazy stories, crazy in the best way, of people coming to faith watching this movie. I heard one story of in the middle of the movie, uh, just as my character is about to get baptized in the movie, the projector, whatever, it broke, the film stopped, and some young lady got up and said in the theater full of people, does anybody need prayer for anything? And someone says, yes, I can use prayer for this. I can use prayer for that. Then she says, does everybody here know Jesus? And she starts to share her faith. And some people prayed and accepted Christ in a movie theater. I thought, wait, this doesn't happen in movie theaters. I heard another story of uh, people that were so excited after they saw the film that they wanted to be baptized, and they baptized him in the fountain in front of the theater. Mm. And then Jack Graham, who's a pastor here in town, a good friend of mine, told me that some folks from his church were at a theater here in Texas, and after the movie was over, they saw some young men, like, visibly moved with tears in their eyes. So these Christians approached them and said, are you guys okay? Yeah, so we don't have time to get through the whole thing. But there it is. I mean... Something is happening, folks. People are looking for something, anything. And as those in the Christian faith, the Christian walk, be that authentic figure. Share your joy. Share your peace, knowing that this world's not our home. We're just passing through. And give them hope for a brighter future. And this is definitely one way. Again, I'd love to see another Jesus revolution. For no other reason, people who are in despair have joy. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Your children and grandchildren are inheriting a world that's more upside down than ever before. They'll need extraordinary skills to make a positive impact. A Christian education will give them the solid foundation they need to not only endure, but thrive. And that education is available for half off their first year through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. To see our full list of participating schools and to see if the half-off tuitions program is a good fit for your family, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-260-1792. 800-260-1792. That's 800-260-1792. For women facing unplanned pregnancies, Robbinsdale Women's Center is the best first step in getting information, resources, and the support they need to make an informed choice. I'm talking with Bruce, a longtime supporter of RWC. Bruce, why do you and your wife continue to give? 
We love and appreciate what RWC offers women. Empowerment when they feel most vulnerable. Unlike some clinics that offer only one choice, RWC provides accurate information on all options so women can make the best choice. Our investments are fruitful and saving lives. Each week, an average of five women who are initially at risk will instead choose life. RWC is debt-free, receives no government funding, it's 100% donor-funded, and needs our help to reach even more women with life-affirming care and support. How can listeners help support the life-affirming work at Robbinsdale Women's Center? Go to rwcinfo.org to help more women have the opportunity and support to choose life. Donate today at rwcinfo.org. The greatest red carpet you'll ever walk is through your front door. We're Dr. Josh and Christy Straub, marriage and leadership coaches and hosts of the Famous at Home podcast. With a realistic, grace-filled look at the struggles families face today, we cover topics designed to help you become a rock star under your roof, set healthy rhythms between work and home, and build a rock-solid marriage. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search Famous at Home on your favorite podcast platform. AM 1280, The Patriot is W. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.